Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And on the phone, Dave Watson. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm trying to make sure everybody just calls me champ from now on because we are the champions and I'm taking credit for that. Uh, But if we'd finished runners up, would you be having a different nickname to suit that? Would you be runner? Yeah. Or runs? But we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not runs. How do you respond when a fan of another club texts you or says to you when your club's done well and says well done do you respond thank you yes i did it is that the way you respond <laughs> i always think that's a bit I, weird oh well, no i think i'd say well because javala sell said that they couldn't have done it with without the fans so i'm one of the fans couldn't have done it without me therefore i was clearly an integral part of the season so yep it was all down to me that's a that's an impenetrable logic. That is, that is <laughs> that's firm. That you can't argue with that. Jamal Lasalle, captain of the club, yeah, said couldn't have done it without the fans. Yeah, it all it all adds up. Join yeah. the dots. It's all thanks to you, yeah. Dave Watson. Well done. You're welcome. So, um, you were. Why don't you tell us where you were on on Sunday, Dave? So I went up for the weekend and uh, on Sunday morning, uh, me and my dad and a mate met in town. We tried to find somebody uh, selling tickets, but we couldn't find anybody and we couldn't find anybody online. So we ended up going to Nine Bar, which is the bar within the stadium. That formerly Shearer's. Yeah. Taken away from him out of spite. Yeah. (laughs) And he's never really won the strikes me as somebody who drinks a lot so it shouldn't have really been called shearers it should have been gazers or Gazes. you know <laughs> that'd be a bit depressing though <laughs> <laughs> but we had to queue to get in um because we got there about half 11 and there was a big old queue but we queued to get in managed to get through like the the, the just a huge number of people in there um 
but about uh, five to three, it, it like got less busy, still r- ridiculously busy. Like it was five deep at the bar. It'd take you about ten minutes to get served. Five to twelve? Do you mean? Yeah. What did I say? Five to three. Oh, sorry. Jesus, yeah. five to twelve. Honestly, I'm a. Okay, shambles. let's restart the party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um. And yeah, so we were watching it in there and they've got loads of screens up. I tell you one thing, like as soon as you walk through the door, the noise was just electric. And that was mainly because the music was on far too loud. <laughs> so, hang on. so hang on, they show, <laughs> they show the game in, in that bar. Yeah, because it, it's just basically piped through like it's a closed feed system so the same footage that you'd watch again on nufc.co.uk and a lot of the the um the you know the static camera angles that they use um, yeah. for some of the broader highlights it's just so, that so um, i'm guessing that was the only uh bar in the city where you could actually watch the game yeah yeah, yeah. Right. so it was absolutely yeah. heaving um your dad like is he one of the fans that sort of went away from the club under Ashley. I know we've talked about him going before. Yeah, he used to go a fair bit, but then um, it was mainly when I left the city um, to go to the university and stuff, he, he kind of didn't really fancy it anymore. He didn't enjoy going by himself. Um, so he he still goes on occasion with some uh. like older blokes that he knows. The, it's interesting you brought it up because there was one lad, that, like my mate, who was who um, I went with to the, watch the the match. He was one who said after Ashley, um, after I think it was wasn't after we sold Carol, but it was around about that time where he just got fed up with it and and sacked it off after that. Um, and he, but he said that if uh, if Benitez is backed in the window properly, then he'll look at going more regularly. Because uh, it might be that Benitez has learned, uh, is Ashley's learned his lesson. Sorry, lads, I'm all over the place. I'm absolutely battered. Um, That's all right. Well, so, well, hang on. Let's just analyse that sentence. Are you drunk right now, Dave? No, no, just exhausted. I was out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and haven't had a lot of sleep. And um, you're a regular Craig David. <laughs> But I didn't chill on Sunday, which is the error. Well, um, I, should pro- I should probably let you know that this is an intervention. Good. <laughs> this is actually not the Newcastle Natter. This um, is... We care about you, Dave. Thanks, we just, guys. We just feel like... We just want the Dave that we knew back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, In my defence, the only Dave you've ever known is the one that's a bit of an idiot. Um, and God bless like him. To talk and God bless guy. him. Yeah, yeah. He's what makes this country guy. great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, so sorry. So you were the only one of us who was lucky enough to see the game. Um, yeah. Paul, you listened to the game. Yeah. Um, we we are champions. Mm. That's a that's a good thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it seems... I'm asking all the controversial questions here. <laughs> I, I'll tell you where I... I mean, I'd, I thought I would go to both of you before I said my negative, dry little analysis on it, but I'll just do it now. I am also very happy that we're champions, but I felt very aware 
basically I was in in fitting with my role as the the Newcastle Natter host who very rarely actually pays much attention to the games when they're on. I was playing cricket on Sunday. Oh so shit! Cricket, so, the return. So I didn't, uh, I didn't find out exactly what had happened until about an hour after it had happened. Um, oh. luck- luckily enough, uh, I didn't get the chance to bat, so I was able to uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank God for that. But um, I did find myself thinking because I guess I wasn't invested in the game at the at, in that moment. It felt a little bit like. Not just we, but like Newcastle fans on the whole had sort of said to ourselves, well, it doesn't really matter whether we win the championship or not. It's all about going up. That's all we care about. Yeah. And then suddenly on Sunday, from about the second that we won the championship, suddenly it was like, yes! Yeah! <laughs> we are the champion! <laughs> But I don't mean to, I mean, it's brilliant to win something. That's fantastic. But it was quite entertaining to see the sudden, like, oh, no, actually, we really care about it. But I think as well, going into that game where it's not in our hands, you don't want to get too ahead of yourself or too excited. So you do lie to yourself a bit and say it doesn't really... It's like probably Arsenal fans on the last day of last season would have been saying, well, we'll get Champions League. It doesn't matter if we finish above Spurs or not. And then they somehow did and became the smuggest people on the planet. <laughs> Good example. Even during the game, though, so um, I'm guessing everybody's seen all the highlights by now. They know how the game panned out. Mm. But the um, in the first... Yes, it was 3-0, like, right? Half, three nil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a shit. Um, it was about, half, yeah, about halfway through the first half, um, after we'd gone 1-0 up, there was like a fake... It was fake news. Oh, where, yeah. Um, there was a massive cheer, wasn't there? Yeah, because somebody had... Either a group of lads decided it would be hilarious to pretend that Villa had um, gone up, gone one nil up, or somebody was reading Twitter and some wag on Twitter put that they'd gone one nil up. So there was a huge cheer. Someone, but someone was could... reading InfoWars. <laughs> yeah. This is why there should be a Reuters reporter at pitch side through the whole game <laughs> holding up scoreboards. Yeah. Um, so that was weird, and but even then, when when it like when it transpired that that hadn't happened, there was like a, a like an immediate. Oh well, yeah, but even if they don't win, it doesn't matter. Like we're still going up, you know. It was like, oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's not actually happening, but still, it's it's fine. Nobody cares. So I think you're right that nobody really seemed to mind because we were going up, but getting that champion because, like Paul says, it was unexpected. It was brilliant. It's uh, you know, it's it's putting an accumulator on that you really you know it's likely not going to happen. And you know, last minute winner, boom! You suddenly yeah, win one hundred and fifty. I think the yeah. way it happened as well was just yeah. Like, I mean, we knew we were up, so that was fine. But it was a bit of a roller coaster. Like we went ahead yeah. quite early on. We seemed pretty comfortable, and every report mm. I was hearing from Villa Park sounded like Villa were on top. So you did get to thinking we might actually do this then Villa yeah. go down to 10 men and concede and you're like well that's it over now and then a last yeah. minute equaliser for Villa suddenly like it's hard not to feel really invested in that from yeah. watching the highlights of both games 
uh, I suddenly came to the realization that we were very close to having possibly the, the number one villain of our season suddenly becoming the hero in Henry Lansbury. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been amazing, but he did miss an open goal. Yeah. Yeah. Tit. But um, he can't even do being a villain right. <laughs> it was weird because of the, of the parallels between the games. So if you ignore our our like uh, Perez's brilliant opener, like we scored, um, uh, like Mbemba scored uh, the tap, like the not the tap in, but the the rebound fell to him and he buried it. Um, and within a couple of minutes, Brighton went up and they had a man sent off. So you had that again, that like up and then that crash again. Yeah. And then when Gale put in the, the the third, there was that up again. And you can see there's videos that I've retweeted because all I've been doing with my time is retweeting videos <laughs> of people celebrating. Um, you could see like they're still celebrating and Gale's still like walking back to the center circle where when then there's a um, like an explosion of noise down by where the press are in the Milburn stand. And it just sweeps around the Milburn stand both directions as people are turning to each other and going, have, have they scored? Have they scored? Have they equalised? And then as it picks up and picks up, the noise was incredible. Like we could hear the, 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 the ground inside the bar, not through the TVs, but actually like just you could hear the noise of the crowd. It was, oh, it was such an electric atmosphere. It was brilliant. And drinks did flow. I'm, oh, I'm jealous. I'm yeah, jealous. It sounds here. brilliant. That uh, it was. I mean, it seems sort of trivial now to actually talk about the football, but that mm. it, it was a very good performance, mm. and I think we've yeah. all been relatively happy if it hadn't worked out. So it was. It was very nice that at the end. Oh, oh, we've won the league. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that first goal uh, f- that Perez scored, a mm. brilliant finish by Perez, which I think I've seen him do yeah. a couple yeah. of times before. He got a West goal Brom, of the month yeah. against West Brom, I think, doing the same thing. Right, yeah. And yeah. Uh, but also some lovely work from Christian Atsu in the yeah. build up and from the yeah. extended ten minute highlights that I've seen <laughs> I thought uh Christ, Christian Atsu solidified his place in my heart as a player I would really like to hold on to. And I feel like has yeah. been underestimated. Wow. He definitely, he definitely performed as if he'd heard uh, Paul Doolan's massively over the top, hypercritical critique of his season, and uh, he, he said, "Well, screw you, Paul. This is what I can do." He well, terrorised. I imagine he did. Or he realised yeah. his loans coming up. And he's not <laughs> done very well, so he better put a shift in for the last two games. One do, of the two. Um, do you know what? The, but, do you know what's just sorry. genuinely just occurred to me? I'm going to put it out there. I reckon that there's at least one Newcastle United player who has heard the Newcastle letter. Because no. it, well, it's just occurred no. to me, right? As a, it seems ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. But as someone who's worked in the entertainment industry for years and has an ego, right? <laughs> I know that me and everyone else in my position from time to time has Googled themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right? Footballers, we all know, have massive egos. And they have a lot of downtime. And they have a lot of downtime. And if 
any of them have ever got into podcasts, would you not at some stage write in maybe Newcastle on in search, right? Looking for it to see if there's any mm. Newcastle podcasts. If you write Newcastle in search on iTunes, then we're the first one that comes up. Yeah. It's possible. I reckon. I mean, I'm not saying Christian Atsu. <laughs> it's more likely like a David Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> but I reckon that anyway. I mean, that's a little, maybe that's a little um, diversion. But it's just an yeah. interesting thought that's just occurred to me. No, I thought it sounded like Atsu had a decent game. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Bring I, it back I, to it, yeah. But I think as I, well, I like, his best. Sorry. It, yeah, his best performance. But yeah. it's a it's a consistency thing. But he's <clears throat> he's probably good enough to be a backup. It depends on the oh, price. I think that's harsh. I think he's he's potentially good enough to be a starting player in the Premier Wing League. Up. Yeah, in a in a mid-table Premier League team, which is, if we're honest, what we'd be quite happy with being next season. Yeah, uh, I, I, think, I still um, don't agree. I don't dislike him. I think he's done pretty well. Um, Colback and Perez both had. I would say their best games of the season as well. Colbert yeah. was really like he was so good that people were. It might have been me who said. I tell you what, said it quietly. But Colbert's been quite good, which got quite a few people turning around and raising her eyebrow at me. But right, was, hang on, that story changed very quickly. <laughs> it started yeah. with it started people with were saying, people were saying. Oh, I said, and then everyone looked at me <laughs> and and gave the expression. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, and, but and then people in, agreed. It might have been me again that uh, <laughs> I had made a good point. <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, people were like other people as well were saying that Colback had a good game. Um, he was he was higher up the pitch, which is probably because Barnsley didn't really bother attacking much other than a couple of counter-attacks. They didn't yeah. really... They weren't, they weren't that bothered. Um, Colbeck had a really good game. Perez had his best game this season. Yeah, I Perez, think. He was, from what I heard on the radio, sounded amazing. Yeah. There was one lad beside us who said, fucking shite all season and suddenly he's messy, which I quite liked. But he, he has good. got he, quite a few goals this season as well for a player who's been pretty... Sure. I think he's our third highest... Scorer, isn't he? Yeah. Behind Richie well, and Gale. He had three of his three of his four shots were on target. He had four successful dribbles and he had an eighty three pass success rate. So probably like I'd say he was if it's not putting himself in the shop window, it's definitely I want to be a part of your plans for next season, Mr. Benitez. Yeah. He was he was exceptional. I he think really, Rafa really seems to like him as well. I think mm, yeah. I can imagine yeah, I him getting games in the Premier League. Great stuff. Well, um, it was uh, a lovely performance on Sunday mm. and a lovely outcome. Um, but what we're going to do after the break is we're going to talk about uh, the season as a whole. We're going to look ahead. We might even hand out some awards. 
Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's, that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star second across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. So, uh, we'll go, I'll tell you what I'll do, is I'll go to uh, Twitter. Uh, we've had some uh, some uh, responses from our uh, Twitter followership, who we, um, we really, really appreciate. Bedford Mag, player of the season, Lionel Ritchie. I'm assuming he means Matt Ritchie. Most improved, he says. What Should do you we reckon? go through them? Well, player of the season. Yeah, first. let's do it. Like, let's go through it, right? So Bedford Mag reckons player of the season is Matt Ritchie. Paul, who's your player of the season? It's oh, it's a tough one. Can I narrow it down to a choice of four? No. Well, yeah. No. Okay, you can lay you can lay out your choice of four. My and choice can... of four: Kieran Clark. Matt Ritchie, John Joe Shelby, Dwight Gale. Yeah. I would go... Uh, Gale. Gale? Mm. You, do you want to... You can uh, outlay your case if you want there, dude. Well, he's uh, been uh, the only prolific goal scorer. We've needed his goals and we've missed him when he has been out. Fair enough. Uh, Dave, who's your player of the season? Bedford Mark's got it right. It's got to be Matt Ritchie. I think um, he had a, a brief period where he was a bit under under underperforming, but apart from that, he's his endeavour, his technique, his um, yeah, he's he's player of the season for me. I mean, the four that you mentioned are definitely our most important players, but for me, Ritchie Ritchie tips like tops it because while Gale, yeah, he, he did score a lot of goals. Um, he didn't really add more than just goals to to the the team, and at, at times the team looked uh, a little better. You know, we performed better when he wasn't in the side because we were playing a different style that was, for my for my eyes, a little bit more pleasing on the eye. Um, Shelby gets docked points because he was daft and got himself yeah. suspended when really it was a stupid suspension, and we really needed him at that period. And Kieran Clark. He's good. He's really, really good. But yeah, it's got to be Richie for me. But he's a defender, isn't he? No one, yeah. wants, no one wants to shag a defender. I don't think Kieran Clark's <laughs> put a foot wrong, and he has scored the odd goal as well. I mean, it's hard yeah. to argue with Matt Ritchie as well. My vote would be Dwight Gale, uh, even though I imagine for most Newcastle fans that he wouldn't be number one. I don't know, but he would be my vote. I think John Fair Joe enough. Shelby, in terms of 
peak performance, I think John Joe Shelby's. Yeah. Uh, when he's been on, he's been our best player when he's been at his mm. best. Yeah. And the most influential. And I think he's when he was out, it was it had the most noticeable effect on the team. Yeah. But, and I'm sorry, I don't have the stats to hand, but however many goals Dwight Gale scored this season uh, was an impressive number. Yeah, his and goals to game <laughs> well ratio is ridiculous this yeah. season. No, it's I'm almost serious. a goal a game. Yeah, and he... Uh, I don't think he's really put a foot wrong this season. He's Whenever no. he's been playing, he's been consistently scoring. I think Shelby as yeah. well, he's had too many games where he's gone missing and just gone further back and tried to hit sort of 60 yard balls and, and he's a grumpy fuck yeah he does look <laughs> moody uh, I imagine he puts his music on very loud and slams his door whenever he gets any like negative you, advice from Rafa storms upstairs <laughs> go on Dave I was just going to say there's a there's a meme of um, John Joe Shelby there's, there's a picture of him signing for Swansea looking nonplussed picture of him um i think uh signing like scoring a goal or something like that and he doesn't look bothered a picture of him on his wedding day and he doesn't look bothered but then there's that picture of him and jack colback like just before like just as they're handed the trophy and stuff and he puts it like it's the the tiniest <laughs> odd looking smile you've ever seen yeah. but that picture yeah. made me like jack colback a lot more as well <laughs> yeah weird smile <laughs> <laughs> um, Dwight Gale got 23 goals by the way um, so my lucky number there you go uh-huh. shoulders yeah. old shirt there you go Dwight Perfect. Gale all the way Bedford Mag what also says Bedford yeah. Mag also says also noticed CM tweeted congratulations hope Mr. Doolin is okay and the surgery went okay I'm guessing that's the surgery to reaffix my cock after ripping it off. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And how yeah. did that go? Was that all right? Touch and go. It's... Touch and go. Okay. That's what happened in the first place. Oh, yeah. There was one other thing from Bedford Mag before we move on from the Bedford Mag section of the show. Um, yeah. I think there's a pretty... Well, actually, there's two more things. He's managed to cram in Didn't a lot say of things into two tweets. best improved player as well. There were a few... Oh shit, there's message. loads going from Bed. <laughs> most improved player. Who do you think was his most improved player? Gufran? Who well yeah, actually the question is who is your most improved player? Would uh, you go with Gufran? Well, I don't know, because I'd I'd say Kieran Clark, but he's not most improved for us, but like, Villa weren't sad to see him go and we never thought <laughs> he would be a particularly decent player. I'd say the thing against Gufran is he had an amazing first half of the season and a pretty shoddy second half of the season mm. it's fair cool yeah, m- most improved uh, it's hard to say like, I'm not being funny it's it, it is either like Anita or Gufran but like like Paul saying they had a great start to the season but then neither of them have really kept up that that, that good start well, I, I don't know is my answer okay well I'll tell you who Bedford Mag's gone for he's gone for Paul Dummett I is feel there another like, Paul Dummett I feel like it's Bev, Paul Dummett is the most improved in Newcastle fans' eyes. Yeah, I don't think player. he's changed much, really. He's just, I think he was previously underestimated as a player. Yeah. Because I think local players always get a harder time. Like, and I, th- I think that players in unglamorous positions with an mm. unglamorous style of play 
are underrated. Mm. But I think he's he's a pretty, in my opinion, he's a pretty decent defender. Yeah. He's, I'm sure we've said it before, but he's kind of like Aaron Hughes. Exactly. So someone who's yes, probably better as a centre-back, being played at a full-back, doing an okay job, but just being overlooked because they're not glamorous. And Aaron Hughes is way up there in all-time premiership appearances. Mm. So, you know, I think he's, I think Paul Dummett could make... I think he's a Premier League player. I think Paul he Dummett. is a player. I don't know player, if he's a Premier but... League left-back. But it depends on which team and how they're playing. So I don't know who my most improved player is. I guess I'll, off the top of my head, I guess I'm going to go with Gufran. But I think that's a strong argument that that seemed to disappear. Mm. Mm. Um, and then there's one more thing from Bedford Mag. He says, season-defining moment. Here's one. Oh, there's fucking two. There's so many things from Bedford Mag. <laughs> season-defining moment. He's gone for... Uh, the four three versus Norwich, and that's hard to argue with. I I'd think. go with the week where we beat Brighton and Huddersfield. Good call. Cause but then we was... did after that go on to lose two games, which made it suddenly feel not that important. I, I don't know. That was the moment where I was like, "Yeah, we are the best team in this division. We're going to be all right." For me, the four three was the most memorable moment of yeah. the season. Certainly, Dave. Any thoughts yeah, on that? I, I, is the most memorable. I, I would say that um, the season-defining moment for me was the loss to Forest, where like the, the officials got it so horribly wrong. Because <laughs> after that, after that, we like the mood changed, and it, it became less of a oh, we're the best team in the division. We're just going to steamroll the teams, and we there was an arrogance about it, and a, and a, and a you know a, a self-assurance after that. We just started to grind out results, and we, you know, we put aside ideas of smashing teams three, four, five nil, or anything like that. And it was just right. Every every loss that we might have had earlier, we're just going to turn it into a draw, and we're going to turn every. We're just going to grind out results, and that's. I think that's a mark of a champion. I think as well, it side. summed up how bad the refereeing was in this division. That has yeah. been a recurring. Thing. I mean, I don't know if we'll talk about it at another point, but whether we deserve to be champions above Brighton or not. If you look at the refereeing decisions and the penalties they've had compared to what we've got and the <clears> fact <throat> we beat them twice, I do think we were clear. Well, the league doesn't lie as well. We definitely So deserve. you're saying that they've had favourable refereeing yeah. decisions. The number yeah, of yeah, penalties yeah. Brighton have had for nothing. Even their one and the sending off at the weekend was never yeah, a was foul. No. <laughs> And we've had so many Stonewall penalties turned down, and just some of the most, some of the most bizarre refereeing decisions I can remember. To have that many in one season is yeah. mad. And also, Mental and stuff. also like the number of the number of goals that we we weren't awarded, like the Keane Clark's against Forest stands out. Yeah, um, Matt Ritchie's against Birmingham in the nil nil. That's like he sh- that sh- should have been that should have stood like he he wasn't he definitely wasn't offside so but so yeah for me it was the we can't rely on the officials to do their job so we're just going to have to do ours a bit better and there's believe it or not there's one more question from Bevan Mag and that is um, (laughs) listen we appreciate two tweets I mean that is an efficient that's efficient it's an economy of writing um and we really appreciate the input. Bedford Mag says, "Will Rafa stay?" Yeah, 
Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Jesus, Dave. Oh, all right, ninety because you get all twitchy, but I'm very confident, so I'll say ninety percent. He has been saying some encouraging things. Yeah, I think I'd started to reassure myself that, like, maybe him saying if we don't get the backing is a bit of a play against the board, and really he's going to stay. And I started looking back through his career, and like, if he doesn't get what he wants, he will go. I don't think it's grandstanding. Yeah. Like at Valencia, he won the league. And the UEFA Cup didn't get the backing he wanted in the transfer window and resigned. So I think if he's willing to do it under those circumstances, he will do it. Well, in here. that in, on on that theme, uh, Dan J tweets uh, says that there are rumours around that Rafa will get seventy million in the summer. I've been hearing uh, much the same. Uh, I think. That would be fine for him. I don't think it's so much about the amount. I mean, it is up to a point, but it's more if he gets control of who yeah. comes in, if it's not Graham Carr's signings coming in, and if he gets to spend what he makes through sales, I think that would be the bigger deal. Yeah, that's a key, rather that's than a key the thing, actual amount. It? It's not like you've got, 70 mil- you've got 70 mil- million, here's six Cabela's. Yeah. <laughs> But I think if you look at it, so we've still got, we made a £30 million profit in the previous window. We could, like, conservatively, if we, even if we don't sell big stars, like, if, if we don't sell, um, like, Mitrovic or whoever, I don't know, like, I'm not getting into it. But anyway, if we sell the, the guys... If we don't sell, like, alone, a £60 million player like Mitrovic. Mitrovic, yeah. yeah. So... I, I think with the thirty million that we've banked, plus the plus from player sales, I think conservatively that will take us up to fifty, fifty-five million pounds. So a commitment from Ashley of fifteen million to take us up to seventy is completely like reasonable, and it's not too optimistic. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we spent a bit more than that. But the, the point is, like like Paul says. If Rafa goes out and says, look, if you want us to get mid-table, I'll deliver it if you give me 90 million, then I think Ashley will, Ashley will do that. We'll see, because the number that's put on the transfer kitty is always a little bit of a bum steer, I think, yeah. because so much of it is sure. about wages yeah. as well. But, but Ashley, um, it's not like Ashley is famously tight either. There have been transfer windows where we've gone out and spent a lot of money. Uh, yeah. That is true, but at the end of the day, he all seems to he balance just seems the to books make in his favour. Bizarre decisions. He does also yeah. make very bizarre decisions, which are difficult to understand. Dan asks, "Who would you bring in?" Uh, he would look at uh, Sigurdsson. Yeah, I which think is that's a very good, good idea. call. I've got, and he would also like a new left back, which is fair enough, despite what I've said about. Uh, Dummett, uh, Lazar hasn't really worked out. Yeah, and Haidara never seems to get half fit. a season. No, and so, yeah. so yeah, ideally, like a left back, and he also says a, a left winger, which is yeah, um, that's yeah, good, call. which is a good call. I would like Christian Atsu. I know he plays on the right generally, but I would like us to retain Atsu. Um, uh, I don't know about left winger. I'm gonna. Th- I've been saying a lot that I think we need a centre back. I'm gonna mm. throw one at you, just because I think okay. it's interesting. Because we he's available in the summer. 
there's actually a lot of talk that he might stay in the Premier League. How would you feel, Dave Watson, about <laughs> yeah. having John Terry at your club? Not great. He's he's a brilliant. He was a brilliant centre half, and he's he probably uh, you know he is obviously a great leader, but I don't think he'd be. I don't think he's the right fit for Newcastle United at the minute under Benitez and all the rest of it. I think he's he's a trophy signing in much the same way as Michael Owen was when we signed him. I think we probably at that time could have done better with the money that we spent on Owen, and I think what. Even if we get got Terry for nothing, he'll be on massive wages. Um, and I think it could be spent better elsewhere. I don't think centre half is. I think I'd rather spend a lot of money and get a top like as as I think as good a, a younger centre half as we can, rather than buying somebody who we're going to have to replace in a season and spending two hundred grand a week on wages for him. I, I think, think all your all your all your uh, points, are fair points. Um, right. I, I think he would be. I think he, he'll be on a free, and I think the wages would be high. I don't know about 200 grand, but I think the wages would be high. But my main motivation for asking that was question was that, is he just too much of a cunt? <laughs> we've had worse. <laughs> we, we've had plenty worse. Yeah. I think, we? I think as a signing, I, mean, I, I hate the man, but I think as a signing it wouldn't be the worst because we're going to be set up to counter-attack. We're not going to be playing a high line. That's the only reason he's not getting in at Chelsea, is they play quite a high line and he's just not got the pace. I think if we were looking for a centre-back, though, the one who is probably going to be available, but I'm not sure how much for, uh, what's his name? Sacco, who's on loan at Palace. I went to see Crystal Palace the other weekend against Burnley, and without him in the team, they are such a worse proposition defensively. He has single-handedly made their defence like far, far better. I think that's yeah. a Premier League proven defender who will be available probably for around 10 million at least. So it's not cheap. But I think but, that's if yeah. we wanting a top centre-half who would fit into the I'm, way we play, I think he would be a very good shout. I'd have him over John re- Terry. Yeah, and I think he's exactly the right kind of centre-half to join that group of centre-halves that we've got because he just likes defending he likes yeah. like getting getting tackles in he, he he's not one of these who's going to push forward like a member likes to do and, and dribble the ball forward and take it out of defence he just likes defending and I think he's better than Lascelles at doing yeah. that and I yeah, don't think Mbemba's going to be here him, next season maybe I'd not be but then you stick you stick Clark alongside Sacco and you've got two you know, what seems like Clark might struggle in the Premier League again, we don't know, but it looks like a good centre-half partnership, though, yeah. two together. I, I'd really fancy that. Yeah, 10 million is a great show. Let's rattle on. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got a tweet from Daily T, and he asks, best young player. I'm going to finish this tweet. It says, if blank doesn't win, I boycott for life. Got to be Isaac Hayden. Well done, Paul yeah. Doolan. Is it? Oh, yes, well done. Yeah, yeah, he's been superb and made us such a better side when he was fit. Yeah. Okay, well, it seems like we're all agreed on that. Toonami mm-hmm. Syracuse says, most ludicrous thing seen tweeted said about NUFC this season. 
I mean, off the top of your head, um, I imagine I... oh, Dave, I bet you've got one in your locker. <laughs> I bet you've been blocked by someone. Peter Schmeichel said, I don't understand why uh, Newcastle are sticking with Rafa Benitez. They, if I were them, I'd go for Nigel Pearson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> it just pisses me off so Apparently, much. Apparently, Stan Collymore was saying something last night about us signing Fabregas. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. God. This is a this is one thing that annoys me most. You'll see loads of things in the press about um, uh, from pundits saying, "Oh, Newcastle could go out and sign Fabregas, or um, we could go out and sign this player or that player." And that these are players who are definitely not going to join Newcastle United. And then in weeks after that, you'll get um, pundits saying, "Well, these Newcastle fans, they think they're going to go off and sign Fabregas." What? No, yeah. we don't. Yeah. No, it is That's true. not bad, did. Anyway, there's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Tunami Syracuse also says moment when you first thought we might not be promoted uh, first game of the season yeah, for Fulham me, away for me it's definitely <laughs> Fulham away where we looked Hasn't shockingly bad yeah never, uh, I was never I never waned in my confidence I know you didn't but it's a blind well, sort of confidence just no, because it's not. Just be, if you cross the street with your Eyes closed, Dave, and you don't get hit by a car. It doesn't mean that was a sensible thing. Very to do. good point. Well, yeah, but the, if I wait until the beeps go and I know that the lights are, have changed and it's green man because I can hear the beeps, then I'm right to think that I can get across the, the sure. road unscathed. My my metaphor. Was, I don't want to confuse the analogy yes. anymore. But if it's a pelican crossing sure. and it's dark <laughs> and there's no street lights, I just want to make it know? clear. My analogy, <laughs> my my analogy wasn't a criticism of blind people going about their daily lives. <laughs> they shouldn't cross the road. No, it's a disgrace. I realise that there are there are things in place to help them do that, and long may that continue. It wasn't <laughs> a blind confidence. It was it was being right. Uh, okay. Yet again, Fergus having to go yeah. at the blind, using, <laughs> using his mouthpiece of the podcast. They've got to start paying. <laughs> <laughs> Toonami Syracuse also says and most importantly did Dave get the bins out this week did you Dave what day's tonight. bin today I put the bins out tonight what time the uh, alarm will go off about 9 o'clock can we do it live on the pod now can you take the bins out no, I think we've had we've, I think we've had our bins pod oh yeah I mean if we want to wait oh for if you it, don't want award winning tension on the podcast okay. then fine well, if, if everyone's happy, we're going to sit here for another hour and 20 minutes until Dave's alarm goes off. Um, well, I've been away for too long. There's no bottles to put out, so no joy. Yeah. Did you not bring back all your bottles from your, train, from your weekend? <laughs> You're a clinking sack on the train. <laughs> um, Sugar Wookie uh, asks, great question, Mitro's maddest moment. I think there's one, if you think about it, that immediately comes to mind for all of us, but he has managed to throw in another one. The most, Paul, you're wondering. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm going to throw in the most obvious one. Dave, do you know what I'm thinking of? Where he nearly decapitated Dwight Gale. Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think that is Mitra's uh, maddest moment. But... Uh, 
Shugiwaki also sent us a video, which I retweeted, of uh, Mitro lobbing a champagne bottle during the celebrations on the pitch. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> see that. He just like throws I've a champagne bottle it. without much care for where it's landing. Uh. So um, we've come to the end of the pod and we've come to the end of the season. I think this is the last pod of the season. So um, thank you very much uh, for all your efforts, guys. It's been a pleasure. Um, it's been a nice holiday, a nice break being in the championship. It, but towards the it. end, I think it just got a bit oof, done with this now. But it was yeah, worth there was it. a bit of a slog. So that's yeah. why I guess everyone got excited on Sunday because we got we got a big we got a moment. You know, we got to see Newcastle mm. players lifting a trophy and popping champagne bottles. And I think there's a reason why Brighton are having like an open top bus parade and we're not. Is that I think everyone knows deep down we shouldn't have been in the Championship. So it's going yeah. to be good to get back to the Premiership next season. I was watching the highlights with my girlfriend today. And she doesn't pay a lot of attention, but she said mm. something as an outsider. She said, it must be quite weird being the best team and then immediately one of the shittest teams. <laughs> I wonder if she's yeah. right. I wonder if she's right. I, I don't s- think I we said, will be. Yeah, I said, I don't think we will be. I think we'll be a, no. one of the most average teams. But I think as well, you look at Benitez, if we hold on to him, his strengths are all about the opposition and figuring out how to undo them. And yeah. I think why the championship would have been hard for him compared to other leagues is he would have been expected to win every game and to unlock other teams. And that is probably the weakest part of him as a manager. So next season we'll have an opportunity to uh, sometimes allow teams to... Uh yeah but I think it helps the atmosphere at St James's as well because I don't think we're very good when we're expected to win there is that sense of entitlement creeps into the fans and it's they're on the players backs after 20 minutes if it's not going to plan whereas if someone like Liverpool's coming to St James's you're happy to like think of it more tactically and the atmosphere is always going to be better in those games well we'll see but whatever happens I'd like to think that We'll be there with you. Yeah. Every step of the way. (laughs) I've really got to finish now. So, Dave, thank you very much for all your contributions this season. Congratulations. Well done on winning the championship, Dave. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Paul Doolan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well done on winning the championship. Cheers. I couldn't have done it without the fans. Couldn't have done it without the fans, of which I am one. So I guess it's a big well done Well done, Fergus. And, well done, Fergus. And it's a big well done to all of you, the Newcastle Natterers. Thank you so much for all your efforts this season. We couldn't have done it without you. And when I say we, I mean Newcastle United Football Club. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much. Have a lovely summer break. And we will be back at a time that is appropriate. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Oh, God. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports
Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.